0: Good evening or whenever you are listening to this. This is John, host of the Around the Ropes podcast and one and one-fourth of the ATR Network. The following podcast you're about to hear is a previous interview we had done a while back with current AW superstar and current Ring of Honor superstar, Mr. Shane Taylor. Again, folks, we hope you'll enjoy this podcast. Everybody, how are we doing on another YouTube exclusive for the Around the Ropes podcast? As always, I'm joined by Carl and Costa. How are we doing, guys? All good, awesome. all good all good Excellent. guys absolutely we are being joined tonight by the head of the shane taylor promotions he's your former ring of honor six-man tag team champion former ring of honor world television champion shane taylor shane how are you doing tonight
1: i'm good brother thank you guys for having me on it was a hell of an introduction but you forgot something what i forgot and the baddest of all time.
0: I, of course. <laughs> Blame the main host mm. on that one. That, mm. was, my, that was my fault. Mm.
1: It's okay. <laughs> Everybody gets one. Everybody gets one.
0: <laughs> but Shane, how you been? How have you been dealing with all the COVID stuff going on right now?
1: I mean, probably as well as anybody else has, you know, what I mean, uh, we we've been very fortunate. Uh everybody's been pr- pretty healthy. Um, uh, some some colds but nothing. Confirmed as anything else, uh, so we're we just trying to be as cautious as we can, like any, like anybody else can in in you know in today's time, and uh, just kind of keep keep going, man. You know the work doesn't stop, the grind doesn't stop. Just kind of got to push through
2: it. Uh-huh. Carl, so Mr. Taylor, hold on, I lost it. There it is. Okay, so you started your career back in 2007 yes what so before you started your career what major event or match turned you into a wrestling fan
1: honestly I don't think it's I don't think it was a major one you know I know people like to go back to Hogan Andre or the Iron Man match with Michaels Sean or with, with, with Michaels and Brett um, honestly, what made me want to be a fan is, uh, a trip that my dad took me to, to the Richfield Coliseum in Richfield, Ohio. And I think the main event of the night was carry Von Eric against the warlord. <laughs> so, um, by, by no means of today's standards, is anybody given that five stars, you know what I mean? But the emotion in the building, the, uh, it went to a double count out and all of a sudden you just saw popcorn and hot dogs and drinks just flying from the rafters. And I looked up at my dad, cause I wanted to throw something and he gave me that look like, D- don't even think about it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> the but, old famous uh, father. Right, right, hey, yeah, you, you know what's gonna happen, you try that. You know what I mean? But um, I just remember asking him like, do they know these people? he's like, no. And right then being, you know, um, as as uh, confrontational as I am being, um, as combative as I am by nature, I was like, so let me get this straight. They're out here doing all all this and getting paid just to make people mad. He's like, yeah. I was like, all right, bet. You know what I mean? So uh, that's uh, that's kind of where my love of wrestling came from.
3: Casa. Yeah, I, I just wanted to I know this is kind of similar to uh, Carl's question here, but uh, do you have a, uh, a favorite moment, whether it be for your, for your own career or in wrestling in general, that stands out to you? Uh, maybe you just explained it, but maybe, uh, you can say a favorite moment of your own career.
1: Do I have a favorite moment of my own career? Yes. I, I, I have a few of those, uh, but I think they're tied with some other moments from people who are very close to me in their careers. Okay. Obviously you you look at um the world tell the the T V title win in ROH being only the third uh black male in the history of the company to win that title other than Kenny King and myself. Um that was a huge moment for me. Even bigger than that was winning the six man titles with Conan Moses, uh allowing uh, leading my, my guys to championship gold and ROH forever putting them in the history books. That was a great moment. Um, the matches with Jeff Cobb that allowed me to sort of first get to that pay-per-view level, um, and really shut some, and and really shut some mouths there felt great. The match at final battle, um, last year, you know, well, the year before, you know, uh, against Jay Briscoe to, to be in there with, you know, first ballot ring of honor, hall of famer, as we found out. So uh, congrats to him and, and, and Mark and them boys on putting that whole company on their back for the last two decades. Um, but along with those moments of my career, um, seeing Keith seeing Keith Lee win the North American title, then seeing him win the NXT title, seeing him show out, in Survivor Series, seeing um, the successes that he had where he was, uh, those moments mean just as much to me as mine. To see Eric um, Ray Rowe win Tag Team Championship Gold, yeah, on Raw, uh, to to see him win the I.W.G.P. Tag Team t- titles when they were with New with New Japan. Um, knowing him as well as I do, knowing those are two career bucket list goals that he had to to be able to see in real time, you know, him achieve those, especially after the things that he's overcome in his life. Um, I'm I'm incredibly proud of the circle that I roll with um, because we're not like a lot of these other circles. This is not a kiss our ass and you who can be friends with us, group of people, you know what I mean? This is yeah. dudes who are never supposed to have it, taking it from people, you know what I mean? And it's just, um, and, and really just that blue, blue, blue collar grind, you know, um, never let anybody stand in your way type mentality. Um, and, and it's, it's just fantastic for everybody.
0: So it's almost- a true brotherhood. Yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely.
0: you don't see that much anymore well i was gonna say you can go as far as saying it's well we were never supposed to be here we finally got here and we're not gonna let anybody take this from us
1: yeah you know and it's it's one of those things too that a lot of people have tried you know even now um there's there's a lot of people be because I'm very outspoken, because I say the things that, that that I do, because I'm as unapologetic as I am, there's a lot of people who get very nervous about that. There's a lot of people who wish I toned it down. There's a lot of people who wish that, you know, I I uh didn't make myself sound as intelligent, didn't make myself sound as aggressive, didn't make myself sound as pro who I am. You know what I mean? But uh This is the reality of the situation. I I don't bend, I don't cower, I I don't lower my head for anybody. Um, I will not lessen myself to make other people feel more comfortable. It's just not who I am. If people are uncomfortable or upset by who I am and the things that I say and the things that I do, the problem is who they see in the mirror, not me who's saying it. So that's up for them to deal with. Uh, And I will continue to be me, continue to lead by example and continue to be you know, a leader for myself, for my guys, for my culture, for the sport, as best I can.
0: Well, I want to look at a specific event that you worked at. That I actually happened to be at, which mm-hmm. was the G One Super One, the G One Supercard mm-hmm. at Madison Square Garden. Yes, sir. You, you happened to be part of the six-man tag match mm-hmm. with it was you, it was you, uh Finn. I forgot who the other guy was. You guys went up against Bully and two other guys at that point. I just don't remember off the top of my head.
1: Wasn't like was Flip it? and like Mark Haskins in it too or something like that?
0: Yeah, something like that. Yeah. What was it like working that event and working in such a historical venue like Madison Square Garden?
1: It was incredible. you know. Uh, and shouts out, I, I know he's getting some heat right now, uh, which he seems to always do, but shout out to Bully uh, for making that happen because because initially I wasn't supposed to be a part of that. And he kind of pushed to make that happen. So uh, that's a sure a once in a lifetime experience that I got to take part in because of him. So thank him for that. Um, But it was great, you know what I mean? Like you're out there, Madison Square Garden, any great athlete in any sport has always had big time performances in a venue like that. So when you think about the history and you think about all the legendary performers from every sport, every genre of music and entertainment that is graced those halls. You know, you you have a you have an obligation to bring your best when you step into those doors. You know what I mean? So uh I I wanted to just make sure everything I I did was memorable and I could do to the best of my ability. And I know I look like Barry Bonds out there with that kendo stick when I hit flip. So it is what it is. <laughs> you know, you, you you only get one shot. You know what I mean? So I was gonna make that bitch count.
0: Well, here's here's the funny part where I was because I was all the way up in the rafter, like all the way up like felt like I was looking at the roof Right the people who were by me kept turning around and, and, and I'm not kidding you. They thought you were Devon.
1: <laughs> Listen, that's that's a common thing for a lot of uneducated people to look and go. Oh, all right Well, you know, he he, he runs with this black guy. It must be this black, black, black guy wrong uh, so uh, yeah. to the uneducated people by the roof, yeah, you were wrong.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, I, and I and I dare any of you to come and say that to my face, and I'll show you how wrong you are. Uh, uh,
2: uh, that's one thing I wouldn't ever do.
3: I would not
2: do that. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, mean, I wouldn't suggest don't it. Don't get me, me wrong. It. I could be an a-hole at a wrestling event. Don't get me right. wrong. <laughs> but there's certain things I just, I'm like, yeah, I'm not even going to go there. But you wrestled or attacked with um, cheeseburger. What was it like working with him?
1: cheeseburger is the man, uh, world world famous CB, <laughs> uh, the, the drip God, Mr. 99 overall himself. Uh, he is one of the most passionate performers you'll ever want to meet. He absolutely loves this sport loves the entirety of it runs a school. Uh, i believe it's called the worldwide dojo um is responsible for training you know the next generation of 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 talent coming through not just ring ring of honor doors but independent doors all across the country um uh, fluent in japanese he's big in japan people love him chris jericho's favorite wrestler like i mean what can you what what, what can't you say about burger you know what i mean he's a guy that you know for all intents and purposes, right? Should, should have never been the sport, right? Should have never been a part of of anything, but yet here he is going strong, doing his thing and has carved out his little piece of legacy and history and what we do. And you know, there's, there's nothing but respect to him for that.
0: Costa.
3: Yeah. I just, I wanted to ask, um, uh, could you talk to us a little bit about your. Your just to switch gears a little bit. Your training regimen, like what are the daily daily things you do to to keep keep in shape, uh, before a wrestling event or just in general?
1: Uh, just in general, I'll be up uh, four forty five, go oh. train five fifteen, come back, try to eat a little breakfast. Usually by then, my my girls are up and getting ready to go to school, uh, so try to help the wife get them squared away if I'm not asleep <laughs> um, and then throughout the day, right dog for real. Um, and, and then throughout the day, you know, whether it's boxing or, or, or at my home gym or, um, anything just, just, you know, uh, doing small stuff here and there throughout the day and then training again at night, uh, just to try to make sure, um, uh, you get everything pre- prepared and, you know, being 36 now, as you get older, you have to train a little differently. I'm not gonna go out there and try to just jack up crazy amounts of weight just to do it. You know what I mean? Cause I understand it's like, if you strain something, hurt something, you know, th- this is how I this is how I pay my bills. You know what I mean? So uh, you go out there and you train as, as smart as possible. Uh, and then you go out there and do your thing. You go out there and perform.
0: Perfect. Thank you. Shane, I actually just looked up that match that I was talking about before. It was Flip Gordon with Juice Robinson and Mark Haskins Mm. taking on you, Bully Ray, and Silas Young.
1: Juice, my man. Um, Yeah. Juice and Silas both underrated performers. I mean, Juice is as charismatic as they come, and Silas just has this old Burt Reynolds sort of just, you know, charm to him. So, uh Love those guys. Uh, happy that they're you know, continuing their careers and, and are finding so much success themselves. It's good to see.
0: Well, actually, Carl mentioned before about one of the people you tagged with was with, uh, Cheeseburger. Another person you tagged with on the independent scene was Keith Lee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was it like working with him?
1: I mean, it was great. Uh, he, he's, we're, we're, we're essentially yin and yang personality-wise. So that clash led to us being able to, um, showcase different styles, but also be very compatible with one another. And the personality clashes that we have are why we're so entertained by each other when we're in the ring, but why that comes off is so genuine because we're really just having a lot of fun, you know, the same, relationship we have in ring we have out of ring just talking trash having fun and punching people in the face you know when we yeah. get paid so, so um and and i really think chemistry and and synergy is important in wrestling no matter if your opponents or teammates uh those are those are things that you just can't teach and when you run across those things uh they can make for special moments and special teams special matches uh and and really give the fans something that they will never forget
0: i mean i'm just gonna say this right now this may be me as a fan with him not being in wwe right now and i blame WWE for that one um i would love for you two to have one more run together
1: (laughs) that's that's the general consensus man uh right now uh i I know he's getting married this weekend uh so his focus is on that, as it should be. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, and and the rest of it will work itself out, I'm sure, in due time. You know what I mean? But sh- huge shouts out to him. Uh, yes. I know it'll be absolutely crazy.
3: We love um, you on the show, Keith Lee, so shout out to you, boss. I love Keith Lee. I love uh, Mr. Shane Taylor here. And uh, yeah, keep, keep being the person you are, boss, because that's how we like you.
2: Okay. So, right. so Shane let me ask you this besides take ring of honor out of the picture here All right the other promotions you have wrestled for mm-hmm. which one stood out the most for you
1: mm. that's a good question um Honestly, I would probably go over to the UK for Reb Pro.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh there's something about the energy that UK fans bring. It's just different than here. Uh neither one is better than the other. It's just different. I'm a huge fan of hostile environments. You know what I mean? Like I said, I'm 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 combative by nature, right? So in the UK, fans are doing their chance, but they're much more. They're much more vulgar, they're much more kind <laughs> oh, hey, 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 of people, you're right? They're they're much more excitable. It really feels like a football game, you know what I mean? Like you're out, yeah. out there, like for example, my my TV title defense against Joe Henry, right? So I walk into York Hall, and it literally felt like Joe Henry and every single person in that building versus me. You know what I mean. And I like that, you know what I mean? I like that energy. I like those, I like, I like that vibe. I like that feeling. Um, and we went out there and put on a hell of a show and I got to piss off a lot of people, keep my title, awesome. get paid in the process. It was a hell of a night, you know what I mean? So um, yeah, like de- definitely probably going to the UK and just being in that atmosphere uh, is, is, is always a good time.
3: Casa. Yeah. Uh, since we're on the topic of kind of like the heel aspect of of yourself, I I want to ask you: Do you have any other, um, like re- or wrestlers, like heels that you are that you are a fan of, or that you're you're p- paying close attention to in other promotions?
1: I mean, there's there's a lot. Uh, anybody who does their job well, I'm a fan of. It doesn't matter what role they do it in. Uh, when you look at a guy. Obviously, like like Roman, who's absolutely crushing everything he does, yeah. he's found a new level of confidence. And for me, watching his growth, watching his maturation from someone who talking was not a weak point, but was his least strong point, right? Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: Into now it being probably his best point. Mm-hmm. The level of dedication and work that goes into that level of focus needed for that on that stage with all the with all the lights on with with everybody watching to then go out there and deliver every single time you have to tape your hat to him um, guys like MJf crushing it uh, Kenny, Kenny Omega before he got hurt crushing it you know hope he gets back soon um, and the funny thing for me is, you know I'm not a bad guy depending on who you ask, there's a lot of people who very much mistake my passion for aggression, my confidence for arrogance. And they think I'm a bad guy because of the things that I say. But the funny part is I'm not lying. If I was lying, I'd be a bad guy. If I was giving you misinformation, I'd be a bad guy. The problem is a lot of people don't like hearing the truth. And when you hear the truth, especially in a very blunt way, your feelings get hurt. And they're upset because their feelings are hurt. I don't give a damn about your feelings. Your feelings don't pay my bills. Telling the truth and punching people in the mouth pays my bills. So that's what I'm going to continue to do. Um, And if people are upset by that, again, that's their problem. Um, But for me, this has always been about who is willing to go out there and do what needs to be done to be the man, you know, um, one of my goals was to be ring of honor world champion. That was a goal that only one other man like myself was able to reach. And that was Jay lethal, you know, and to me, there is very much a difference between being the champion of a company and a company champion, if that makes any sense.
3: Yes, yeah. it
1: does. Right. Yes, it does. And for me, I wanted to be the champion of a company. I I wanted to prove that my name could be up there with the elites of ROH, no pun intended, but to have my name be synonymous with leaders of their era, like your Joes, like your Danielsons, like your punks, like your Briscoes, you know what I mean? Uh, I wanted that and not be um, just, put in, in this spot because i agreed to be you know quiet or just not speak or just know my place and be this guy you know and that's not a shot at anybody that's that's just talking about the way i wanted to lead the way i wanted to um be in the forefront you know yeah. so but i never got the chance to do that you know but now the goal is shifted now the goal is to continue to be a world champion uh c- c- continue to chase that um and now It's just a matter of time until I step through the doors of another company. So maybe it's the Impact World Championship. Maybe it's the NWA World Heavyweight Championship major. Maybe it's the Major League Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship. You know, who knows? Um, But one thing is for sure, um, before I am done, before my career is over, before I decide to hang these boots up, which is not anytime soon. I, I will be the top guy in a company somewhere.
0: I, I could honestly, I, I will pay whatever it takes to have you take on Trevor Murdoch. Just let you guys just go at it for 20 minutes, half hour. Uh, I, I think it'll be a great match.
1: Here, here, here's the thing, right? The NWA, when they talked about re- rebranding themselves and, and becoming this new thing, all of it sounds good but they continue to then repeat the same patterns of before. You can't keep the same faces and be something new. So uh, I I definitely think a time to change that is approaching. You know, my guy, Darius Lockhart, came in there and cut one hell of a promo when he introduced himself to the world. Um, He went into the tournament for the NWA World's Junior Heavyweight Championship. I hope he wins it. and hopefully, the day he does, uh, we'll be able to meet. will be able to meet up and both be holding, you know, NWA World Championships.
0: Well, I want to look at one match you had back on. I just had it a second ago. Mm-hmm. You had a match back on February 11th of 2019. Mm-hmm. You defended your TV title. Was it the TV title? Uh, hold on. Okay. I, yeah. I oh, no. It was a TV title, yes. Okay. You you took on newly signed to AEW Danhausen. Hmm. Mm. What was it like working with him?
1: <laughs> very interesting to say the least. Uh, <laughs> Danhausen is clearly very nice, yet very evil. Um, he he's he's an interesting person to prepare for because. His offense is very unorthodox. Uh, he, he brings a, mul- a multitude of tricks to the table with the tees, with the dancing. And if you're not ready for it, uh, he, it can throw you off. And if you're not on your A game against a guy like Dan Hothausen, he will beat you, you know, and get all of his sacks of money and his blimp, which I, I don't know if he ever got, but um I know that that was something that that I saw but now, you know, if he's getting paid by Tony Khan, maybe he does get a blimp, I don't know, you know what I mean? So, um I I I wish nothing but great things for him uh and, and hope it goes well over there.
0: I was just saying you no, know, and I've seen a lot of your matches before. To me to have you work a match with him would seem like the total it would be like you have one extreme facing the total opposite.
1: Mhm. That's that's something that I pride myself in though um i i think when you're the number one guy in a company when you're when you lead it whether you're the champion or not when you're the number one guy and you lead it you should be able to be versatile you should be able to go out there and and wrestle any opponent any style any way um and make and make it work you know i mean so uh, that's what i pride myself on it doesn't matter um if you give me the top guys on on the card you could give me the mid guys, the lower tier guys. You could give me, tra- you could give me the trainees from the dojo and we're gonna go out there and absolutely tear it down. And I'm gonna give people um, a fight of the night that they are gonna go home talking about every single time. That's the kind of faith and confidence that I have in myself and my ability. Um, and and again, yeah, it, it's just, that's what you should do as a leader. That's what you should be as the number one guy.
2: Girl. So Let me ask you this in your career. Who would you like to see you go against? That is a living legend from the nineties and early two thousands.
1: Who would I like to go against?
2: Correct. What opponent would you want? That is a dream match for you. That is a living legend that is from the nineties early 2000s that's still active. Oh, okay. That you wanna go up against.
1: That's still active. Damn. I, I had one in my head until you said still active. Cause I don't, well, but then again, you never know.
3: <laughs>
1: Listen, uh, until until I hear differently, I'm gonna say Undertaker.
3: Um, I, I knew you were gonna say that too. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm gonna say taker. Um, not not that I'm comparing myself to him in any way. Uh, but I saw a tweet that that essentially said, um, that I was our ROH's version of him as far as being a leader in, in the locker room. I credit that fully probably to someone like Jay Briscoe more than myself, but, uh, listening to the way he sees the sport, listening to how he talks about, uh, different things, um, the attitude, the skill, the desire, the ethic that he brings to what he does. Uh, that's, that's something that I admire my, admired my whole career. You know, he, he's one of my favorites, um, and to stand there and throw hands with him to see who, Buckles first, you know what I mean. See, 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 who, see who the baddest of this era, you know, is who the baddest of my era was. Let's, let's, let's see what happens. Would be dope. Um, and of course, I think just for myself to be in the ring and hear that bell toll, hear the music, feel the atmosphere, feel the crowd. Um, I don't see how you don't get goosebumps, how you don't get jacked to the gills. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready for something like that um even when uh we had a six man i believe in maybe chicago and it was myself kenny king and Jay lethal against killer elite squad and minoru suzuki and when suzuki came out similar feeling right you just knew the guy coming to the ring was that dude you know what i mean uh and and that was a moment for me where i was like yeah, bring that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, so I, I can't imagine that I would feel any different if that were Taker. It'd probably be even higher because of who it is.
0: Well, if I had to put my two cents in, as far as one person I'd love to see you have a match with, and this isn't an, a legend from like how Carl said it. I'm saying a legend from the Ring of Honor era. Uh, give me you and Samoa Joe.
1: Absolutely. I'd, I'd say that right now. Uh, so Samoa Joe has been on my list since I started in Cleveland. I, I know, I know him, uh, not, you know, close enough to be like, oh, we're boys, but I, but we know each other. Uh, great dude, uh, taught me to be always mindful of the shoes you wear, because some of the first things that people talk about are the, that they look at are your shoes. Um, so uh I've, I've always kept a decent pair of shoes just because of that um but what he meant to ring of honor what he meant to the sport who he is uh, his ability to talk people into a fight to make you believe everything he's saying has bad intentions to it has ill intentions to it that he everything is a threat that he says and i i, I and i like that uh he he makes this feel like it should feel which is price fighting like this is combat sports you know what i mean um and and i think a fight be between me and him the the build up the hype would be phenomenal
0: that, that's what i'm saying whatever pay per view whatever promotion would set on sign me up for that right now
1: for real for real <laughs> for real uh
0: costa um uh, maybe you you
3: answered it within another question but Do you have a a favorite location to
1: wrestle? Favorite location to wrestle. Yeah. Uh, the UK is up, is up there as far as the environment, but one of my favorite places to wrestle right now is probably split between VIP wrestling where I'm the world champion now, uh, in, in, in Dallas, Texas, or uh wildcat sports in new orleans louisiana that's run by luke by run, that's run by luke hawks that was the first two-time champion there uh both environments man the people are just so real so blue collar they appreciate everything that they're seeing they just want to go out there and have a good time and, and absolutely just blow the roof off the place crowd noise both places are absolutely dope both promotions both cities my home, away from home. You know what I mean. So, um, those those two environments, especially, are a- anytime I'm there. Anytime I walk through the curtain, there feels like, yeah, the, the this is this is where I'm supposed to be, uh, and and that's rare. So, um, I, I'm I'm actually very very blessed to be able to have that.
0: Is there one wrestler? who if you're told by a promoter, okay, I want Shane, I want you and this person go into a ring, put on a match, but you don't have time beforehand to set up the match. Who would that person be for you? Who's that person that you have like instant chemistry with that you guys can put on a five, 10 minute match and you won't have to do any talking beforehand.
1: Ray Rowe or Eric of the Viking Raiders. It's not even a question. Cool. Uh, He's my trainer, best friend, big brother, godfather to my kids. Like, um, I trust that man with my life. You know what I mean? So, uh, if if you had, if you gave me a choice to say, hey, no, no warning, no nothing, get your stuff and go, and we needed to pull out, go out there and put on a banger, it's him.
2: Carl. So I'm gonna ask you a question that's a little off topic. But it involved, you'll understand where I'm going with this. But
3: okay.
2: as a pro athlete,
3: mm-hmm.
2: hearing another pro athlete say the N word, yeah. how does that make you feel?
1: Hmm. Oh, okay. Now, I'm I'm going to give a very adult answer for this. Um there's a lot of emotion that goes into something like that, right? Initially there's rage, you're angry, you're upset. Uh and all and all those feelings will be there. You're disrespected, uh but you're sad. You know what I mean? You're sad not because of the name that's called, but you're sad that someone is that uncultured, uneducated, that ignorant, that, you know, that that biased um, that stupid, you know what I mean? To be able to do something like that, um, it's, it's uncalled for. Um, obviously the racial connotation to it adds more to it. It puts it in a far different category than other things, but I think as a man, uh, it it wouldn't matter what you said to me, that's definitely going to be a button that probably gets your ass whooped. Um, but it, it wouldn't like for me, you could call me the B word. You, you, you could call me a- anything outside my name, right? You're disrespecting me. So we're already going to have an issue. That's just how I am. Once you take it to that next level, you've now taken away any opportunity for us to talk about or hash this out in a manner that, you know, could be deemed as professional once you cross that line okay you've now made this a very personal thing and after this you know we're we're going to need to handle this business i it doesn't matter if it's here it doesn't matter if it's outside it doesn't matter where it is we're we're going to handle this at some point um and that's just how i see it other people may react differently other other people may find it in their hearts to be more forgiving uh, but to me you've chosen to cross that line. So you've chosen to accept the consequences that come with that.
2: Okay. So the second portion of this question is Mm -hmm. if an athlete who is African-American that's constantly every 30 seconds says that, how do you, as an African-American pro athlete feel about this situation?
1: because someone else said it correct
2: well it was an african-american mm-hmm. pro athlete kept mm-hmm. on dropping the n-word every 30 seconds every time what, he spoke it was in what n-word. in
1: what context
2: no matter what he was talking about it was oh,
1: hold on wait 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 you can't you can't you can't blanket that statement because context is important when you when when people are speaking now if we're just you have to remember right where a lot of us are from, it, it, it's just thrown out there. There's no impetus behind it. It's, it's no different than any other word, right? Now, the way you use it, if you're using it in a derogatory fashion, if you're using it in a praiseful fashion, if you're using it, um, how, how you're using it matters. Um, so again, I would have to know the context of how it was used before I would then make that judgment. Now, again, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm tell any grown man, any grown person what they can and can't say. I will say, however, once you choose to say whatever it is, whoever you are, if you choose to say it, if there are consequences that come with it, you've chosen to take those consequences.
2: John, do you wanna... We'll jump talk in about- here on this question. We'll talk because about that. You know we'll- where I was going with. We're- we'll talk
0: about that one off there. Okay. Um, Constance- Fair enough.
3: Uh, I I have no more questions for you, boss. I just wanted to thank you for being a part of this interview. It's an honor to meet you. It's an honor to interview you. And uh, thank you for taking the time to be here with us
0: tonight.
1: Of course, man. Thank you.
0: Uh, you Sh- got- Shane, let- last wrestling question from me. Obviously, mm-hmm. you've performed in many different venues in many different cities.
1: Mm.
0: And at wrestling fans know, you know, different cities, the fan base can get a little more hostile, like you were saying before, when you did work in the UK, obviously mm. in America, it's like New York, Chicago are like the, the tough Philly. Philly. Right. Do you notice that when you're in the ring? If like you're working, let's say in Sheboygan, Iowa, compared to mm. Philly or to a New York?
1: Uh, are there going to be differences? Of, of, of course, you know, because different people in different areas are used to different wrestling. They're used to different energy. They're used to different styles. Um, what's fun about those cities is those are like make or break cities, right? Very quickly, they're going. You're going to have to show them that you are capable and and that you're worth their attention. If you can do that and you can perform and you can go out there and win them over, then those are cities that are also going to love the hell out of you and support you you know, to, to the fullest. So um, I like those cities because they're challenging. Uh, they, they force you to be on your A game. And when you're on and you make it work, then every time you go back there, it's, it's like magic. Uh, the last time we were there, it was STP against uh, incoherent, and when we came out, Philly went absolutely nuts for us. They went absolutely bonkers, um, and that's because of you know the the years of work that we put in when we have come to that city. You know, so uh, we 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 earned their love that that night, and uh, we're incredibly happy to have it.
0: And take it from somebody who lives. I, I live on Long Island, so I've been to a few of the shows that, like you know, mm. the Garden and Barclays Center. And as a diehard New York sports fan, New York especially be the first city that if you do great, we will give you all the praise in the world. Mm -hmm. But the second you screw up, oh
1: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You are under the microscope. That's that's what's so intriguing about and, and so polarizing about stars that come to those cities, whether you're playing for the Nets or the Knicks or the Giants or the Jets, whoever it is right when you're there people want to win they're used to winners they're used to the yankees winning world series every other year like they're used to a certain level of performance you know so that's what they expect the media is absolutely cutthroat you know what i mean if 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 you are killing it they are your biggest fans you slip they are on you, boy, like they are you, like fresh blood in the water. You know what I mean? They're on you. So environments like that, I enjoy because while you're on top, you get to give middle fingers to everybody. You get to be like, yeah, still killing it. I heard you over there, boom. Heard you over there too, boom, touchdown. Heard you over there, game winning three. You know what I mean? Like you get to have those moments and live in that. But then again, just like other things, you have to accept everything that comes with the role right so the good the bad the in-between it's kind of all part of the it's it's all part of the ride man
0: but how many times have you seen athletes especially come to like the mets or the yankees and not handle it because of the pressure and then go on to have legendary careers
1: it it happens not everybody's built for that environment you know what i mean that that's not it, it doesn't mean just because you're unsuccessful in that environment that you're going to be unsuccessful it's just that is a different environment that is a different breed of animal that you need to be to thrive in that uh, some people have it a lot of people don't it's it's nothing about the character of that person it just simply is what it is
0: i'll, I'll put it simple frank, frank sinatra had a line years ago if you can make it in new york you can make it anywhere and more yeah. and more i'm finding out that's truer by the day
1: yeah yeah i mean that's that's a hell of a statement uh It's a hell hell of a quote. Um, Yeah. I mean, personally, uh, me me being from Cleveland, I I changed that to Cleveland because I know what it was like to get out of there. And if if you can survive there, you'll be okay wherever. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah.
0: Carl?
2: I'm sorry. Unfortunately, I have no more wrestling questions for you, dude. Again, Mr. Taylor, thank you so much for coming on. It's a pleasure. And I look to having you back on again.
1: Absolutely. Thank you.
0: Shane, before we let you go, what do you have coming up as far as any independent shows? And where can people find you on social media?
1: Social media at Shane216Taylor on Twitter. And got my Instagram back. So, boom, at Shane216Taylor there. Um, I believe... Once I come back, the 11th or 12th, where am I at? Hold on. Um, No, the 19th, I'm in Pittsburgh, the 11th and the 12th. I'll be in Dallas. Um, I'll be in Dallas, not this weekend, but next. I'll be in Pittsburgh the weekend after that. Um, And then I believe uh, I am somewhere. After that, but just follow the social medias. I have my schedule is over any other room. I'm not about to go get it. Um, but the uh, follow the socials. I'll 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 be posting when I come to your city. Um, everybody who's you know loved and supported me or hated and supported me for the last 14 years, uh, come on out. You know what you get when you come to see come, when you come to see me. You get your full month you get your full money's worth and you get a hell of a fight
0: if you ever come to long island i'd love to come see you if you ever come down oh yeah island. hell yeah but shane thank you so much for joining us tonight again like carl said hopefully we can have you on again later on to you know promote another event you have coming up or whatever or if you just want to shoot the breeze absolutely yes, the door is always open for you to hop on but shane again thank you so much for hopping on with us tonight For Shane Taylor and Carl and Costa, I'm John. It's been another installment of the Around the Ropes podcast. We will catch you guys every Saturday night. Peace.